Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Everyone Needs a Spider, the multifamily fitness podcast brought to you by the team here at RMS Fitness. I am your host, Steve Heitzer. I'm joined by the full team here today. It's exciting. Sometimes we've had some hit or miss episodes lately with staff, but we got all four here in the building today. We're switching it up because he's not ready. Robert Decker, how you doing, man? I'm well, Steve, for a Friday, being across the table from you, buddy, it's always a pleasure. You know what? It is always a pleasure being around me. You're right. Emily, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. You're doing GERD? I'm doing GERD great. <laughs> GERD great. And got, you know what? Everyone, golf clap for Emily. She's here with us today doing the very best she can. She's got a little little, little disruption in the belly <laughs> happening over there. I think she drank some water and ate some food today, so she's paying the price. Uh, but now, Emily, you, you got any big plans uh, here for the rest of your Friday? Uh no, I think I'm going to go home and go to bed after this. <laughs> go home go to bed. Lil Nappy, everybody, Lil in the nappy. building. <laughs> and then my usual, my, my, my first intro now today, my last. Steven, what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, Steve, man? It's good to be here. Good to uh, have the whole team here doing the podcast again. Yeah, man, I can tell you're excited. You sounded 1% more excited than usual. That was uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> no, you know, it's glad, good to be here with everybody today. I know it's been it's been a, a long week. We've had, again, a, another jam-packed week of activity here at RMS as we are uh, kind of moving into the cold weather months. You know, our volume certainly begins to pick up this time of year, uh, whether it's quoting new business or, or helping out with the, the end-of-year needs of clients who have money to spend or, you know, needs that they need to address before the calendar turns over. It's always an exciting time of year. Uh, you guys have any cool stories or experiences this week? I know on, on my front, I've received... Uh, some updates on new construction projects that are just about finished. I mean, I'm, I should be going on two or three uh, site walks in the next you know, week or two to look at final products of spaces ahead of what will hopefully be installs that happen early next month. So that's really exciting. Got some revision requests for some exciting projects that are going to take us out of our, our normal territory. I've got some things going on in, in sunny Miami, Florida that we're uh, Pretty close to bringing the you know to the finish line here. So looking forward to all that after some updates this week. How about you, man, Robert? Anything uh, new and exciting in Decker Land? Well, it's been a short week for me. I've had a few days off in between and been on the road uh, a little bit. But uh, no, I, I can't uh, can't steal that thunder from you, Steve. You definitely have things going on. Uh, I think for me personally, as the year winds down, is trying to align the team in such a way we can provide our customers the highest level of service when it does get cold because um, that's what's going to happen. We're going to get real slow in the next couple of weeks, and then from there we're just going to load up into the cannon, and off we go. We'll be shot out there to the field because it'll just be that busy. Yeah. And you know what? We, we've had some meetings here today internally to try to make sure that we're as positioned as for that, you know, well positioned for that as we can. We want to make sure that when we do get busy, our clients can still expect the same quality of service and responsiveness that our team is, uh, you know, accustomed to giving them. So we're looking uh, forward to seeing how busy we get in the new year and how well we can handle that. We're definitely not intimidated by that challenge. Emily? Um, I wouldn't say anything exciting, but um, kind of going along with the discussions that we had today, trying to brainstorm some changes um, that we're going to make f for next year. Um, that's pretty exciting. We're having a meeting, uh, end of year kind of meeting, and so we're going to uh, talk about these changes at the meeting, and then we're going to spend time as a team and go bowling, which is, you know, it's not that bowling is so great, but just being able to spend time with everyone that are everyone on the team for the afternoon will be a lot of fun we haven't done anything like that in a while 
So I'm looking forward to that. And we've just been kind of working out the details of the meeting and get and then spending time together as a team. Absolutely. Team building, big part of what we're working on here as well at Amen. RMS. Keep yeah. our team tight. Uh, Emily, you've probably been busy with renewals, right? There's been a lot of that going on these oh, past couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been working on renewals a lot and that's um, for our PM customers, for folks who uh, yeah. don't know the terms. Our con- <laughs> yeah, our contracted PM customers. Um, so the renewals and then also trying to really trying to make a better effort of reaching out and trying to connect with the property managers that I email all the time so that they can just, you know, see my face and the things that we're posting and yep. <laughs> things like that. So if you've been, uh, you know, it's kind of silly because we're talking about it on the podcast. What I was going to say is if you've received an email from Emily or one of our office staff lately, uh, there may be a link to our podcast. You know, some of the team has been sharing that with our contracted customers as well as some of the additional ways that we've come about uh, or shouldn't say come about that we've implemented recently to be able to, you know, better assist our clients. Like uh, Emily will be reaching out to customers about disinfecting wipes and things like that. Yep. So we include that in our typical communications, you know, in this time of year, Emily's talking with everybody, you know, yep. because of renewals, it's a good time to kind of touch base with folks about those things too. Steven, I know you had a busy week, man. I was working on a cool project with you this morning. So I know you've got a lot on your, your, your plate. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's funny how things like, for a couple of weeks, it's like slow. Nothing's coming in. And all of a sudden, all the approvals just start rolling in, and uh, just trying to get them organized and make uh, sense out of all of them, and, and prepare, you know, preparing ourselves for uh, for the uh, for January because I, th- I feel like January definitely is going to be uh, going to be one busy month. But um, yeah, it's good to see some of the projects. <laughs> It's, it literally sounds like there's a duck in in the show in the podcast station. <laughs> Robert's trying to take the lid off of a, a bottle across the table, and it's making a ton of noise. <laughs> literally, so Donald, added, Duck, look, you know, Donald thing, Duck is here. Listen, yeah, one thing that listeners have to know about everyone needs a spotter. We edit nothing in post, so if you hear me say we'll edit it in post, it's a total joke. So Robert, we'll edit that in post. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's good to see how. Um, how things are shaping up and and uh, looking forward to the the 2024 year because it's going to be a good year for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I think that is really kind of the nature. <laughs> Excuse us, guys. I can't even get my team together here. Sometimes it's the, it's the, the littlest things that will take you out uh, when you're trying to get something like this done. <laughs> Uh, oh, I wish everyone could see this <laughs> right now. <sighs> you okay? <laughs> uh, you can tell it's a Friday, uh, Friday at three uh, thirty. This is what I like, yeah. though. I'm sorry. I know it's no, not ahead, totally professional, it's but fine. I do it's like fine. for our listeners to benefit from both the the good things that we can share for them that they can benefit from, but also our. The way that we have fun together, we really do have a good time together. Yes. And so that's what makes our team here at RMS Fitness a great team because we have a lot of fun together and we work hard together. So Yep. I'd love to have 500,000 streams, but I had so much fun recording this with you all that if we yeah. had five, it's still a win in my book, and yeah. I enjoy that the time we spend together. But, you know, hopefully we can provide something informative to our to our customers you know, we talked, obviously, Stephen, about how January is going to bring what is probably going to be a big increase in activity and volume. So along with uh, 
the the cold weather months, you know, New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. holiday season, people trying to lose weight, different things. Mm-hmm. What do we usually see, Emily? Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. What's pretty typical? Uh, uh, so people are just going to be really using the fitness centers more than ever. Like, I mean, it's just that time of the year. We're trying to prepare everyone for what they can do to to hit the, in these next few months. Right. So then when people come into the gym and they start using the equipment more and they start having the increase in their amenity pickup. Yeah. A lot of times it's not just the gym users that see that or feel that right in your community. So what's another common issue that comes along, Stephen, with the increase in activity in the gym? And it may not be from your gym users, um, but it still will have an effect on your community. What, what sometimes do our, do our property managers start to see? So what tends to happen is when you get increased usage, and especially when you get new products in the room or it's a new or it's a brand new fitness center and um, it's getting off the ground in December, January, February, whatever the month may be. Um, a lot of times in the dumbbell section area, if you have a squat, <laughs> if you have a squat, uh, a squat section, um, there is a high level of noise going on with people dropping weights, people dropping dumbbells, and even the way people run on treadmills can be um, a noise factor as well. So yeah. if you're if there is an apartment or a condo that's near those areas, nine times out of ten, you might get a complaint of of noise um, noise issues, especially if it's a twenty four hour gym. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, not to cut anyone off, but just thinking about it, one small thing as we're talking about it. And we didn't really say anything yet, but one thing that a property manager can do is at least just have a sign up that says, do not slam the weights. And I mean, that's one quick, I mean, it's not going to fix it all, but having a sign up, that does definitely help. Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to probably be able to install the, the Planet Fitness lunk alarm right. or anything <laughs> in your, uh, you know, your multifamily amenity, but you can put some signage up and advertisement to let your residents know to be courteous of other people. But basically, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. And this time of year, the reason why you start to see an increase in those types of complaints from people is because in addition to the fact that you have more people using the equipment, mm-hmm. you also have more people at home this time of year. So even yep. the people that don't use your fitness center regularly... They're going to probably be spending more time in their units this time of year, more time in your building. It's cold. There's less to do outside. Yeah. They're going to be home. So all summer long, they may have been out and about and might not have cared about, you know, Johnny deadlift in your in your gym. Right. But now that they're home, sitting there trying to watch their, you know, Home Alones and whatever other movies people mm-hmm. watch this time of year, they might really not appreciate that noise. Yeah. So you kind of get the double effect of more people listening and using yeah. and kind of creates this higher volume of, of need. So... There's basically a couple different ways to tackle noise concerns in the gym. Um, some large-scale solutions, some small-scale solutions, and basically, you know, we want to kind of talk about them brief, briefly with everybody and kind of where they fit and how they can best address concerns that people have. So, you know, one way to obviously, if you're having noise concerns in your gym, is to just replace all the flooring in your gym. Now, that might sound crazy, but Robert, maybe where, you know, when is that maybe an ideal approach to take or look into when you're considering, you know, updating all the flooring in your gym. May, may, when do you maybe want to consider that? Thanks for including me, Steve. Appreciate that. Glad, you glad <laughs> you're back. To, try to pull myself together here. <laughs> Some things strike me differently than others. The Dumbo area really made me laugh a little bit. But <clears throat> thinking about uh, the flooring, and you mentioned about replacing all the flooring, I think... Um, what you may have already alluded to is that you can't guarantee that the noise is going to remove every problem that the client is experiencing. 
So <clears throat> what we generally do is from we replace flooring when it comes to wear and tear. So, you know, a guy like you will go into a client's location and will examine where most of the noise is coming from. And then you may have to discuss relocating the equipment. Um, I think we talked earlier in the day about, I can't remember the exact client that we did it for, but we had to shift everything that was making noise to one side of the room. That was at the, the Citron yeah. in Silver Spring. So if we have to do that, then you have to rethink the equipment. Hence, when if, if you do it, you're going to be moving equipment, putting in new floor. So it makes sense to do it all at one time. And then you might want to uh, consider maybe a little more, I don't know if you would call it robust flooring in that area to prevent that noise from happening. But um, again, the more information you provide to us regarding where the noise is kind of the irritation, the better we can place the equipment because the flooring is not going to make a hundred percent difference from a normal flooring standpoint, but uh, moving the equipment and the actual noise itself to one side of the room in that case made a huge difference because I, I believe we've resolved the client's problem when we did that. Yep. She said she's received far reduced, you know, complaints, you know, regarding the noise there at that situation. But yeah, you know, you're right. So first, you know, obviously that's the, that's the, the full measure approach is taking up all your flooring, putting down new flooring. And, and maybe that's ideal if you're in a situation where, you know, the existing floor in your gym is, is well-aged, well-worn, probably generally in need of repair anyway. Well, maybe that's a time to consider that approach, right? right. Pull up all the floor, look at what your, your, the surface under your flooring is. Is your flooring laid directly rubber on top of concrete. Maybe you need some sort of underlayment to try to kind of, you know, help to mitigate some of that noise. But, you know, it's pretty common that in new construction, um, maybe they start off with ambitions of doing maybe different types of flooring, different thicknesses. And then sometimes because of construction issues or value engineering or things, maybe that gets scaled back to something more simple towards the end. And maybe that was a budget concern, right, at the time of the construction. So maybe you have a, like a brand new community uh, or you're doing a lease up or you're a year or two in and you're still getting noise complaints about that, you know, things being dropped in the gym. Steven, you know, does that, are, are you likely to be able to get your owners to approve all new flooring in a brand new community at that point? Not usually. Um, it's it's going to be a costly, uh, costly investment to do, although it would be nice. You get new flooring and, you know, the gym will look good. Um but yeah, uh, putting the mats under equipment will definitely help, um, you know, provide that solution that people need. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring out too, <clears throat> what tends well, to be... you mentioned the mats, but before you moved away from the mats, yeah, we haven't ahead. talked about it yet. So what's, what's the solution that we use in certain cases then? You know, if we can't go the whole hog and put in all new flooring in the whole gym, you know, what's, what, what kind of options do we have for folks? Well, the cheap, one of the cheapest, uh, <laughs> the easiest ways to, to see if a resolution will will come is a relocation of the fitness center or of the equipment in the fitness center is one of the ways that uh, can it potentially help if that's what you were looking for. Well, I was thinking about, you know, maybe maybe you can't afford or realistically it's not possible to go ahead and redo all the flooring in, in a space, but maybe, you know, Robert's point, you know, we can have a, somebody come out and take a look at the gym and maybe they could identify areas in the gym where, you mm -hmm. know, that's receiving specific amounts of use or maybe they can see areas where dumbbells are getting dropped sure. on the floor and marking the floor so in that case do we have ways to help those those customers without having to redo all the flooring yeah so we can 
specifically if if we identify the areas like for instance like you said the the dumbbells dropping on the floor we can put spe specifically designed mats that will help absorb a lot of the noise and it does it does help now we'll address the issue 100% it's hard to say until it's actually installed and tested um, the other thing too was like what what we see a lot in fitness centers are the the punching punching bag stations mm -hmm. Um, and a, a lot of times they put these um, not full commercial punching stations and then they don't bolt them down into the ground. So when people are using it, they're just like the whole station shifts and moves and vibrates and creates. Not only does it tear up the floor, but it makes all kinds of noise. So some of the things that we can suggest is, A, first bolting the, the unit down or suggest a, a more robust uh, punching station that does not move. And is meant to absorb a lot of the, the the force that people put on it. Exactly. So you, you kind of hit the nail right on the head. What I was thinking about. So you know where where you may not have the opportunity to come in into a new property or lease up or or even something that's under three to five years old. You may not have a ton of money to throw around to try to address that issue. But what you may be able to do is make some simple solutions, put some additional matting down in an area that's going to, you know, solve the specific issues that might be causing you the worst uh, problems. But Robert, you had a thought? Yeah, I was just thinking, you're mentioning about realizing there's an issue. So <clears throat> here you have a, a property that's been developed, and I mean no disrespect, but you've got a property, property that was built maybe for more aesthetics and look to bring a client in, hey, look at our new serve, our new fitness center, you know, new flooring, it pops, it maybe has certain color arrangements with it, maybe different types of floor are in there because they're looking for that maybe upscale look. Mm -hmm. Now, what I have found in, in my time being out in the field is it looks good, but it's not necessarily practical. And so, when, you know, after a little bit of use, clients start using it. We're talking about increased use. So maybe the property started off with not necessarily having a complete building, but maybe they've started to slowly increase and now they have full occupancy. Now you have more usage in the room. Now that room has been, you know, designed for more looks than use. And now that it's being used for its in intended purpose, now you start uh, noticing these noises, noticing these scars on the wood floor, things like that. And we know if you drop a dumbbell on a wood floor versus a rubber floor, there's going to be a lot more noise uh, radiating throughout the room. Uh, and, of course, when you come into the room, you're going to see the marks. So to your point, we have a vendor who can provide a, a type of soundproof rubber matting that will allow the the user to use that, it's much thicker than a, the floor itself. Mm -hmm. So it provides them a small area to utilize that. <clears throat> I've seen that in multiple properties where we've done it in front of the dumbbell rack. And to your point, it's an easy fix. It's an immediate fix. Let's trial and error it. If that takes care of it, we're all home free. If it doesn't, then we might discuss moving the equipment in the room. Yep. But generally speaking, the room's kind of take on a different uh, a different atmosphere, a different use am amount of use within the first couple of years. And you probably say by year three or four that you start to have full occupancy and full use of your fitness center. So you may tend to hear uh, some gripes 
if I could use that word from your residents, like, wow, I don't remember it being this loud when I first moved in, but now it's, you know, it's becoming an <clears throat> irritation and the property manager is there to, to try to take care of them and make it so that they don't feel or hear that noise. And that's where we come in. But again, we're trying to go in without just completely wrecking shop and asking for a lot of cost and time <clears throat> is to address it with, with these small band-aids, if you would, with this rubber matting. Yep, absolutely. We've even used it in certain situations. Mm, certain situations. Uh, certain situations, like under a uh, like under a power rack or something, where you know a spot where it's likely to receive that additional clanging and banging from the barbell and the weights and the metal all together. We put that little bit of rubber between the floor and the the machine, and it just kind of helps to take that that vibration and that impact. That really, a lot of times, that's what people think they're hearing. They're really almost more like feeling the vibration from impacts in the gym. So if we can mitigate some of that, that's going to help out a lot. But I think you kind of started to tap into it. Steven, you mentioned it a little bit too. Emily, what's the reality of noise concerns? If you have someone who's... Okay, maybe let me ask the question this way. Okay. If you have 50 people in your community complaining about noise, you probably have an issue with... Noise. Noise. If you have one person or two people in your property who are complaining about noise concerns what 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 might the reality of the case be they're sensitive yeah you have sensitive it's not really a total issue but they are sensitive to it right they could be just sensitive to that amount of noise and in speaking with property managers i have heard that sometimes those units the ones that are nearest to the gym are sometimes the, the the last ones to be leased or rented out during a lease up scenario so the last people that you bring into your community could be some of the first to start complaining about mm-hmm. those issues. Now, Robert, you alluded to it, right? Certain <clears throat> noise solutions and floor solutions may not really um, fully eliminate that person's concern. Even if you were to take that noise level that the person's experiencing and bring it from 100% down to 30%, if they still hear that 30% at 1 o'clock in the morning, are they going to feel like you solved their problem? Of course not. They're going to want absolute quiet. Um, you know, they bought it, you know, for a lot of these um, complexes, they are, you know, a home for these individuals and they're expecting a, a certain um, noise level. I, I lost the words here, but just, you know, they want, they want zero interruptions. They bought a home and in this case, the amenity is the concern, so... It's up to us to come up with a solution, the best solution for the property manager to try to eliminate that. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes if the scope of the project is too grand or the expense is going to be too too high or the likelihood of solving the, the problem is too low, maybe what is uh, a better approach to trying to help that, that, that resident? Well, again, that's... <laughs> We're trying to, I, it's funny that we're beating around the bush and getting to this to the last point, but this this is sometimes the hard conversation we have to have with the client is, uh, as Emily mentioned, if you have, you know, several people complaining of the noise, you have a noise problem. But if you have a situation where there's just that one person who happens to be within whatever next to the fitness center there, there might be come a time that the, the uh, property manager has to make the hard decision to move that person because there will be no way to completely remove that noise concern. And for the, for, 
for that, that would be the most cost effective. Now, not being able to run every number, every scenario, you know, we've just been given that sometimes from the experts that we were, we come to them, hey, we've got this concern, what product do you recommend for this thing? And they'll give us their recommendation, we pass it on to the client, we wind up, you know, suggesting that, and that cost can be sometimes extremely high. By the time you remove the old floor, put, move the, the equipment, put in the new floor, bring back the new equipment, you know, that can be several thousands of dollars. Uh, uh, and, and when you look at the room and you see nothing wrong with it, that's a hard, hard pill to swallow for just one person where it might be more cost-effective to ask them to consider another residence within the building. Within the building. Because the worst-case scenario is you spend a significant amount of money attempting to resolve the person's issue. You pay RMS Fitness for the work that we do, <clears throat> which could include, like you said, labor, moving around, pulling mm -hmm. up old floor, whatever the, the scope may be. And then two days later, you get a noise complaint. Like that, you know. So what we're going to do is we're never going to make a recommendation to you that we don't believe is going to help you, you know, solve your problem. We may tell you, based on what we see and observe in the space, maybe you're in an older building and the way it was constructed, it's just not likely that we're going to be able to eliminate that issue. Maybe we do make the recommendation to you to just speak to the resident about moving, you know, and, and we hope that that comes across as the good faith, you know, measure that we intend it to be. You know, we, we certainly want to conduct business with you. We love to sell some flooring and do the whole thing right, but we want to do what's best for you. Steven? The, also thing that, the other thing that we got to think <clears throat> about and talk about is not only from an apartment standpoint and having a tenant, but then you also have those condominiums who people own these, these, uh, these properties, um, these condos, and you can't just move them, unfortunately. True. So at that point, you have to have a game plan of, okay, well, first – Let's try relo relocating, if it's possible, the fitness equipment. Um, and then if that doesn't address the situation, then uh, we, we do a robust flooring scenario where the, where the noise complaint is. Um, and then if that doesn't fix the issue, then at that point there has to be an honest conversation with the, with the property owner. And, uh, and we foreclose and we yeah. kick them out. No, I'm just <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but you're right. So every situation is different. And I think that was a good, a good point to make too, Stephen, is that that might not even always be an option either. The person may not want to sell their unit just because it's noisy. So you may have that person that's consistently coming to you with that concern. So I think really the point of this information was to let people know that there are large-scale solutions, small-scale solutions. There's measures we can take. There's assessments we can do to try to give you an opportunity to make that solution, you know, available to your resident. But ultimately, you know, that's a difficult challenge to face. And sometimes it just ends up meaning that that person goes and finds a more quiet place to live when their lease runs out, and you bring in somebody who may be more um, open to living in a, in a more, you know, uh, noisy environment, because that we understand that to be the, the reality, too, of multifamily living. Apartment living does come with a certain expectation of, of noise and hearing your neighbors, because they have a right to use those spaces. They have a right to, you know, avail themselves of those amenities, too. And we understand that's a complicated situation to manage as a, as a property manager. Robert? No, I just wanted to add, because I think what we've kind of centered this discussion around the fact that the fitness center's already been established, the clients have already moved in, and, and, the, and the property manager's trying to uh, solve the problem. So what I have uh, been thinking about since hearing what Stephen just said is that when developers come to us with the PDF 
printout of the rooms. For me personally, my first question, because of having this experience with noise, is I do ask, are there any residents in, around this room? Um, now, I haven't come across personally that many that have had that situation. It's generally older properties that have that circumstance. But um, I always lead with that because I feel like I already know from the beginning, okay, noise is going to be a concern on this side of the room. And then I start making my suggestions from there based on this experience here because this is real-life experience. Like I said a few minutes ago is that first couple of years, if you don't have total occupancy, you're not going to probably get that complaint. But as you start to, you, you know, your, your property starts to grow and you start to get more and more users into the fitness room because you've, everyone that comes in, you're going to show them the fitness room. And as they begin to use that fitness room, this becomes a concern later. So if we can catch it on the front end, and again, you'd have asked me this, I don't know, 10 years ago, I might not have given it as much thought. But in our, as we've grown as a company, we've, we've you know, come into these things, we've tackled these problems, and we've had the hard conversation of you know, whether we put the, the, the uh, product, we call it the shock lock product, if we put it over in this room, it, there's not a guarantee. And that's, that's hard for us because that's not how we like to talk to our customers, you know, hey, we'll sell you this, but there's no guarantee. That's, that's an uneasy sale, and that's not a good way to, to have a relationship. Now, granted, we have had to go to that degree because that's all we could do. You know, we couldn't move the equipment. We couldn't move the resident. We just we kept having to try. And, um, but, yeah, um, I just wanted to add that in. It, again, because of our experience with this situation, Developers, if you're listening to our podcast, you might get posed that question. Is there any residents around the room that we need to be concerned of? Because that's how we'll lay out the room. Well, yeah, that's a great point. And it, and it really highlights, I think, the, the, the importance of working with a, a real partner. Um, I made a post on LinkedIn the other day, and I made a comment to that effect. I said, if, if the person you're working with uh, you know, makes a comment that your gym is no different than any other space that they've designed, well... We've highlighted several, you know, reasons why a multifamily gym is unique. You don't, you don't worry about what's next door to your squat rack if you're just planning a commercial gym, right? You don't. That's not the considerations that you take to keep in mind. Uh, in multifamily, you're bridging these amenities mm -hmm. along with where people live. So there's additional, you know, considerations that go into play, and it highlights Robert, I think, nicely. Um, you know, the the importance of picking a good partner, which humbly. RMS Fitness, we mm -hmm. do believe, is the premier multifamily fitness amenity partner, uh, you know, that we're aiming to uh, position ourselves as that way. We hope that this information that we discussed on this episode has been helpful to folks. You know, what we're trying to do here is, again, you know, propose, uh, you know, information that can help make a multifamily pro a fitness amenity pro as well. Um, we know that you all have a lot to be responsible for, and this is just one of the many ways that RMS wants to be behind you, to support you, have your back, and, uh, and be your spotter and operating that, that multifamily fitness amenity. So uh, before we wrap it up for the week, because we know it's getting to be that time, we got to send our end-of-week emails, fill out our reports, and be on our merry way. Uh, anybody have anything to, to say to wrap things up? Emily? Little Gertie? No, oh, good. <laughs> <clears throat> you guys like that, didn't you, Little Gertie? You like that? <laughs> good discussion. I think, you know, this is it's, it's one of those hard topics because of the fact of what you said, you know, you want to make your residents happy, but 
your residents are also paying to use that amenity and, you know, and so it was, a, it was a good topic to yeah. talk about. And then, you know, Bob laughing. It ain't easy being noisy. 15 minutes. <laughs> right. You guys couldn't see this. Next week, we're going to try to record visually our podcast. And had we been doing that this week, you would have got to see the biggest guy in the room and not be able to stand up for 15 straight minutes. It was great. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, Robert. Well, I, again, I appreciate everyone being patient with me as I got myself together here today. But uh, yeah, I'd like to talk about more of these topics because these are the challenges that our, our clients have. And uh, we're here to talk about them, work through the problem, uh, work to the, through the problem to the point that everyone's happy. And um, throwing out multiple scenarios so the client can make a good decision is always something I preach that we give our customers you know, multiple opportunities or, excuse me, multiple choices to have the opportunity to solve whatever problem they're having. Um, because, again, to me, a fitness center that makes no noise, we take care of it for them. That's the best service you can provide when they don't have to worry about the, the fitness center. It's at, it's doing its thing. So that that was a good topic, Steve. You uh, you did you nailed this one this week. Uh, I think that uh, will go a long way when the uh, property managers hear that. But as far as this weekend, looking forward to another long weekend. Uh, last weekend very busy, but this weekend I won't be as busy. Um, so I'll let you know. I'm going to keep it a secret till next week what I'm doing this Saturday and when I. Uh, Tune in next week. We'll, we'll show you what I did. Nice. Lots of laughs, just like today. Lots of laughs. Okay. Yeah, I will be uh, hiding in my house, trying to avoid all the sick people in my home. <laughs> They're all sick. They're coming for me. They're trying to get me, Stephen. I'm going to be trying my very best to dodge germs and karate chop COVID this weekend. What you up to, man? Um, not a whole lot, man. It's a chill. You know, going to be a chill weekend as well, and I'm uh, just getting things ready for the winter and sadness to come because i really hate winter but you are <laughs> uh, going attention to people Florida he's going on vacation <laughs> for, 10 for 10 days so, vacation uh, for 10 days he for gets the no sympathy time. for the entire month of december <laughs> steven gets 32 weeks of paid vacation do guys. you guys don't do know not. this about us yet but that's one of his uh his built-in uh benefits in his package of employment here <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but you know what uh yeah it, it's definitely been a long chilly week here in maryland i know we're all looking forward to Cozy clothes and warm uh, warm houses this weekend, that's for sure. Emily, I see your finger. Yeah, I just want to say this, that I think it was my sister that told me that, you know, we're getting into this time of year, the time change, it's colder, that people feel, why am I so tired all the time and and hungry or whatever. We, we need, it's okay to take two more hours of sleep. Like our body needs that to readjust. So I'm only saying that because if you feel like you're tired and you feel like you're, hate, you're, you're getting the winter blues, just take a nap or go to bed earlier. It, it really will help. Yeah, you heard it here first, guys. Give in to the depression. Sleep more. Give in to your depression. <laughs> no, no. You know what? But rest is important. There's, a, there's absolutely uh, importance to that. And Emily, that's a good reminder. As we're getting into this time of year, a lot of people have time off from work coming up. They're going to be traveling. They're going to be spending time at home with their families. It's a great chance to catch up on some rest, maybe watch some movies you haven't seen, things that are out on streaming or, or whatever it may be. And we hope that whatever you all have in store for this weekend and beyond, that it's going to be a fun one. So otherwise, I think that just about wraps up our conversation for the day. I am Steve Heitzer, as always, joined by Stephen Donadio. 
Have a good weekend, everybody. <laughs> Emily Vinos. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Robert Decker. Have the best weekend of your life, people. This is Everyone Needs a Spotter, and we hope you have a great weekend. See ya.